welcome to another episode of Satisfying Static. I don't know what face you're making right now. In my head, I was going, here we are. So. <laughs> and here we are. A random word generator wants to start us off with draft. Uh, <laughs> that just makes me think of work. Like, honestly, and is reminding me that I have a lot of drafts to write tonight. So. Including copy for the episodes we're filming today. You're welcome for Damn that. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of writing to do tonight. So that's mostly what that makes me think of. It just makes me think of outlining and articles and due dates and all of that fun stuff. <laughs> that all sounds uber depressing, Francis. <laughs> It's my job. It's not depressing. It pays my bills, but it, it is pretty boring sometimes. So like the ADHD, like I really need to put myself in a time crunch to get some of it done. Mm, yeah. So I was very much that way. I am a productive procrastinator. Like I can't yep. get anything done until the deadline is like minutes, hours, maybe a day away. Just enough time for you to complete the thing, but no more. <laughs> correct correct i my final pa paper i think i literally started three weeks before it was due and it was supposed to be like this huge meta-analysis of all these papers and so it was a, it was a disaster it came out fine i gotta be i don't care i know i've done that so many times oh my god my whole my whole school career was that it was like literally sliding things in last minute and just getting a's on them school's a joke first of all school was a joke school was a joke. draft reminds me of um I, so i made a video the other day about People not spelling my name correctly in an email oh, because I saw my that. name is in my email. My name I is know. in my email. I people complain about this all the time. I see it happen all the time. People do it to me too. It's like okay. Somebody in my comment section of that video was like, "Yeah, or maybe don't send the draft that was really poorly worded and mean to the person that you didn't intend it to go to, like until you could fix your draft." I was like, "Oh no, you sent the mean email. You didn't mean to send." Oh no. I just want to take this second to remind everyone that when you write an angry draft, you don't actually address it. Yeah. You no. don't ever address don't put it. put the address in. No. No. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. this is what happens. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Pull up the note app, write an angry letter there, but don't. <laughs> That's do a good one. not. I will just do address it in my... It. Yeah, I will just do it in my email, but no address, no subject line, no anything, and then close it. And it lives in your drafts, so like you have it, but absolutely no, 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 no email. Right. And there's something oddly cathartic about going back and reading your angry drafts because you're like, oh yeah, I had a lot of a lot of words to say here, and <laughs> oh my god, I had a lot of thoughts. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you regret not saying those words. And then you send it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you're feeling petty, for sure, for sure. I'm very much more of a like less is more kind of person when it comes to that stuff. I keep it in my head. So I'm not gonna give you that energy. Well that's very nice of you. Keep that in the keep that in the noodle. <laughs> I just feel like it's a like an energy thing. Like I'm going to put so much of my concentration and time and effort on like being annoyed with you, or I could just ignore you and my problem's still solved. So that's kind of how I handle those things. Oh, I use it in the opposite way. So being annoyed with someone is like an outlet for the rest of my frustrations. Like I'm angry about X, Y, and Z this morning. This one person makes me angry. Now guess what? You get all of it. 
You get all that brine. That's not healthy. Have you talked about that with your therapist? I have talked about it with my therapist. That's I, not I, what you're supposed to be doing, Christine. <laughs> well, internalizing it is also not good, is what I'm told. Right. But that's why we're looking for healthy coping mechanisms for your big feelings. Um, step one, don't spill them out all over everyone around you. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all. Today's lesson. <laughs> Look, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I used to do it all the time too, but like I've been in like four years of therapy and not do that anymore. So what I'm hearing is I have two ways of coping with things and you're telling me both ways are bad and I don't appreciate that. (laughs) Hey, look, do what you need to do to survive, but also, you know, we're trying to be better every day as much as we can be. I don't just blow up on people, but they will, they will get like a, a, a stark word or two if they are the proverbial straw on my camelback okay okay they probably get like some evil stares and like just yeah it's like a it's like a yeah they come up and they ask me a question and i'm like is this something you really need to know right now is it do we do we need to answer this right now can we can we table this can i come back to this in like a week because this is not the time and you don't want me to answer this that's funny Okay, we're working on it. Fair enough. But also, this just so everyone's aware, this is not what we're supposed to be doing. You don't take your, your bad feelings out on other people. You don't. You don't. You don't. The next word on the generator would be displace. So that's a good tie-in. Don't displace your feelings onto others. Oh, okay, nice. I like your use of vocabulary there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. D- displace um, is a, it's a, it's a, that's not a word that I use very often. I, I guess know. I use it in relation to like work for fractures like a if a fracture is displaced it means that it is not aligned up so you broke it and it shifted oh interesting i did not know that yeah um for some reason that word brought me back to like high school science class i was just thinking of like displacing water oh interesting okay <laughs> you would have like a the like little cylinder with the whatever milliliters on it and then you'd like put a thing in it and then you'd measure a beaker yeah one of those um <laughs> and then you would like measure the volume of water and then you would get like the volume of the thing i'm I'm explaining this really poorly because obviously i haven't taken a science class in forever but that's kind of where it transported me i was like damn do i remember how to do that talk about like looking at the dip of the water when you look at the line no like did anybody else do this if you had like water and then i put like uh this airpod case in it oh yeah the water goes up because you're displacing the water yeah so by measuring the difference in the water you get like whatever measurement you're trying to get for this which i think is volume but i don't remember oh boy i don't know if volume is the right answer but i know what you're talking about yeah so that that's the one that's the the measuring the displacement of that's the first thing that i thought of (laughs) water is fascinating Water is fascinating. <laughs> True. It, it's. I had a uh, woman the other day who jumped into a quarry about 30 feet up. And depending on how you hit the water, it's like hitting a brick wall. Yeah. Yeah. You got to break that surface tension first. It hurts real bad. And she landed butt first. And that is not the move. You do oh. not... A cannonball or a belly flop is not safe no. to do from like over, I don't know, eight feet. Um, so don't do it. Okay. That's good to know. That is very good to know. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds incredibly painful. <laughs> it's like, I think most people that like commit suicide off of the Golden Gate Bridge, they die on impact because you hit the water so hard. You just 
you break all your bones. Yeah. Fun fact. Cool. Um, but interesting to know. Good good to know. Also, like, yeah, when you're doing things like that, you have to like break the surface tension before you hit the water. That's why you see people put their like hands Yep. in in first is like a little yeah. a little uh what is the pokey spear? A little spear, a little hand spear. Yep. That's why you like dive. Or even if you're like sort of free falling, like especially when people like jump in free fall, your toes go in first. No, say so yeah, or do it with your feet. Yeah. yeah. So like you're going in feet first. So that helps break the surface tension so you can swim through. Cause yeah, that shit is strong. It is very, the bonds are strong. The, the bonds are strong in that one. Bonds? <laughs> I've done none of this in real life because I still can't swim, but. I believe all the words you're saying. Swim? Did I know that? You've known this. Yes. That's why I haven't applied for Survivor. I can't swim. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's the caveat, right? What else would be the caveat? I am... Everything. I mean, well, you would survive otherwise, so... (laughs) Yeah, but I I would be bad in challenges and they would vote me off. Well, you can take swimming lessons to fix that. You know that, right? you know, Maggie, and all the time that I have, let me get right on that. I'm just going <laughs> to sit in silence and blink at you because you do that to yourself. So I don't know why you're complaining about your free time. I know, and I would love to take swim lessons, and the plan is on the table for swim lessons at some point when I've talked myself out of being a working psychopath. You're currently, like, training to be a, a puzzle, a competitive puzzle completer. Like, don't talk to me about your free time, Okay. <laughs> Uh, I love that you called it a competitive puzzle completer, and that is officially the name I'm going to be using. Hi, my name is Christine, and I am official puzzle completer. <laughs> oh my god. Um, maybe that can be your, like, spokesperson name for one of the puzzle companies you're working with. Uh, yeah, hi, my name is Christine, and I work for the OPCC. I'm um, sorry, what is that? Oh, it's the official puzzle completer Co- corporation? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, I couldn't remember what it was called. So obviously that's what we're going with now. Competitive jigsaw puzzling? Competitive jigsaw I like mine better. <laughs> completion? You're so funny. I currently have uh, three puzzles in the making. I finished the flat file. The flat file is done. It has been sanded. It has been painted. It has been acquired and it looks great. I burnt myself on an iron today because of it. It does look great. I can't see it. You can't see that big old burn? No, because the recording quality is pretty bad on your end, and also our listeners can't see it either. Our listeners can't see it either. Um, <laughs> I have a sun on my right elbow above the tiger, and right- Oop, I just elbowed the mic. And now it's got this huge red thing on it that it never had before, and that would be because I burned it with an iron, because I used an iron to activate the adhesive on some edge tape- to cover up the side of the uh, plywood top that I put on the table today. So, and it looks great, but irons are dangerous. Thank you. So be careful. <laughs> irons are dangerous, and I literally had it turned up the highest it can go per the instructions. Ooh. And you know what I didn't do, guys? You know what I didn't do for my burn? I didn't put ice on it. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad we circled back to that. <laughs> All the way back. I didn't put ice on it. I didn't even run cold water under it. But I felt bad because Olivia was watching Love Island and I kept being like, God, that really hurts. God, it really hurts. It like, sweetie, it really hurts. And she's like, I know. I'm sorry. What do you want me to do about it? And I'm like, I don't know, but it really hurts. She's like, like, yeah, Christine, it really hurts. (laughs) But we're all caught up on Love Island. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I I haven't been watching that. I did not realize how many episodes there were or that we are in the middle of a season. I was unaware. 
I don't know much about Love Island, so no. Oh, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. These all these people just like go hang out in a villa. Literally, it's the same scene on a different day every day. They're all just in bathing suits, lounging around. That is oh, all they do. Nice, like hot or not. Okay, it's like hot or not, except they're allowed to have sex and make out and hook up. Ugh, boring. <laughs> They're having some some growth moments. One guy is like obviously falling in love with this girl. They're definitely exploring the dynamic of the fact that one guy is way more into one girl than the girl is to that guy. Okay. They're expo- the two of them are real life exes, Ooh, which is awkward because they're there to date all these other people. Interesting. And the guy is good friends with the new guy that she's dating, which is fascinating. And it's it's British, so there's a lot of thick accents. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I started watching this show called, okay, I forget the name. I think it's on Hulu. It's called Uh-oh. like ce- Celebrity. I think it's called like Celebrity Dating or something, but it's a celebrity dating agency that's in the UK. And some of its clients are like from Love Island. And I was like, oh, is it set in the UK? I didn't know that. Oh, so that makes really? Sense. Yes. Because apparently their stint on Love Island was not successful. So now that they're at the celebrity dating agency. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I guess it didn't work out on Love Island. Well, I mean, I'm guessing it's an earlier episode if, if they're like freely talking about it on this show. But that one has been pretty entertaining as well. If you're a Love Island fan, I guess maybe check it out. <laughs> I was not a Love Island fan. And then Olivia started watching it a bunch. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'll watch this. And then I was like, oh, well, it's interesting. Well, we'll watch it for a little while. Now I have to Google what that show is called. The Celebrity Dating Show. Yeah, because honestly, it's another one where I was like, I've been like hooked. I think I watched the whole first season in one day. Is it called Love Displacement? Celebrity Edition? No. Like Water Displacement? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, but it's just interesting to watch them like, because they're like training them how to be better at... Okay, so here's the part. They send them out on these dates and then they come back and review with them how the date went. And they have, like, the person that they went on a date with, like, their, like, report. So there's the, the agency is, like, sitting with you in this office and they're like, how do you think it went? Is this, like, bar rescue? Um, I guess, kind of. Oh, Celebs Go Dating. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yes. It's called Celebs Go Dating and it is hilarious. And I was obsessed. I think there's, like, a few seasons on Hulu. I literally watched the first one in, like, a day. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite part is like after the dates, they, they do this like review and one of the, you you get like a score and one of the girls was extremely rude on this date and she got like a 0.5. Oh, wow. (laughs) And they were like, um, this is the lowest score we've ever received in the history of the agency. (laughs) Oh my God. I was dead. It was great. It's great. I would be devastated. I would be devastated if somebody said, you did so poorly on this date. But like the part that I was shooketh about was that she was sitting in this office like surprised. If you saw the date, she literally walked out on him in the middle of it. Oh my God. He had his food. He was like halfway through his dinner and she was like, yeah, okay, bye. And just like left. And at some point in it, she was like, okay, ask me questions. Like, Oh my god. And then she had the audacity to be sitting in that office being like, he called me rude? Yeah, you were. Well, you were rude. Oh my god. <laughs> so, entertaining. This is fascinating. This is fascinating. I I have such mixed feelings about that. How would you feel as a normal person dating a celebrity? That's an interesting question. Not the question I was expecting you to ask. Um... What? <laughs> 
I think it would be really, really tough. And I think it would honestly like to, well, I guess if I'm dating them, then they would have to be kind of like some sort of more private down to earth type of celebrity. Because I don't think I would honestly get along with anyone who like grew up in that life or like... Leonardo DiCaprio. Why would I date Leonardo DiCaprio? Let's say you're straight. Let's say you're dating Leonardo (laughs) DiCaprio. He's a very private guy. Okay, but he also has severe commitment issues and is a womanizer. So let's maybe we wouldn't do that. Like he's very publicly got commitment issues. So okay, I wouldn't feel good about that one. (laughs) I have a good one for you. You ready? Why do we deal with a celebrity? Why can't we just talk about like fame? (laughs) Ruby Rose. That one would be tough because everybody wants her. So like that one would definitely be tough. But I think mostly the tough thing about dating a celebrity would be more like their schedules, not really getting a lot of privacy, having everything that you do being aired, like all of that seems really, really, really hard to me. And I don't know that I would like do well in that kind of environment with someone. I think the constant like media attention or concern that someone is recording or taking a picture of you or whatever, that's what would get me. Oh, totally. Yeah. And just like the stress of having to think about that all the time or the stress of having to plan like, oh, are there going to be paparazzi there? Do we have to go around them? Like, can we go here without security? Like, all of that is too much for me. I'm not going to lie. There was a, there was a span there that me and Olivia ran into people who recognized us. Mm-hmm. Like two or three of them in like a, a week period. And I got mm-hmm. to the point where I was like, I don't think... I like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't think I want that. I don't think I want that kind of fame. Yeah. I just want to yeah, have a small following, which I do. It's great. 560,000 followers is great. I wouldn't call that small, but congratulations. <laughs> well, small enough that I'm not walking out the street and people are flagging me down, right? Like I'm not in anything super popular. Right. The, one of the coolest things that I saw at that Broadway show, well, off-Broadway show that Olivia had me go to where she met Skylar Aston, these guys walked out of this show like a lot of the cast members put their hats on and they just blended in like nobody in new york knew who they were and it was like oh that's like how nice you get to like walk out of your job where you're like kind of famous and nobody recognizes you yeah i hear that that's the kind of fame that i think i would be okay with and that's the kind of like probably celebrity that i would be okay like dating Mm -hmm. if we were talking about that still because yeah that level of attention and notoriety is just really hard and being able to like still exist like run to the corner store or like run to target or whatever like losing that I don't know if I'd be able to handle that yeah me either and I thought about that I was like god having to hire someone to go get my groceries and go do these things like forcing you into like a recluse type role just because of attention would be awful. I, a lot of celebrities talk about that, about how isolating it can be because yeah. paparazzi and, and and the public in general just don't know boundaries and they kind of ruin everything. Like Right. And like you you don't understand it unless you're in it, right? So like I understand mm-hmm. why a lot of celebrities band around each other, right? Like they find comfort and friendship around each other or other popular people because like you can commiserate together, right? Like you get Mm -hmm. it, you get how annoying it is, how difficult, whatever. So yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Like I would never understand what it's like to be a Kardashian ever. 
They grew up in that life. They talk to yeah. completely different people, totally different circles. They know a life I will, I have never touched so far. So like, we'd have nothing in common. Like I can't, I, right. they can't, they literally cannot just like one day be normal people in the world. That's not how they were raised. Like they don't know how. And I don't mean that to be like, oh, they're so bougie or whatever like that's not a fault of their own it's just how they were raised and they're they will just never be able to understand like what you and I go through on a day-to-day basis not really right Right. and but and vice versa we just we won't understand that we won't understand that they they were on a photo shoot for nine and a half hours and they didn't get to eat because they were on that photo right and right you know we won't we won't ever get that. I won't ever. I won't ever be concerned that uh, paparazzi is going to chase my car off the road and I'm going to die, a la right. Princess Diana. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I hear that. Like, there's a lot about it I don't understand, and like, you know, sometimes it's fun to be petty and judge and be like, oh, they have it so easy. But like, everybody has their struggles. Everything's difficult. So it's just a different kind of difficult. <laughs> I struggle with the concept of money doesn't buy happiness, and here's why. I'm already happy in so many other facets of my life that if I got slapped in the face with a million dollars today to pay off all my debts and everything else, I would still be happy. If I was unhappy and I thought money would fix all my unhappiness, then 100% money does not buy happiness. Yes. Yeah. So, So when shitty people get famous and they get all this money, it doesn't fix the fact that they feel shitty and that they are shitty. Right. Yeah. I like to say um, money buys freedom. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's exactly it right like that's i've talked about that a lot on here lately and on tiktok is like i try and get these creative outlets to take off and do better because money buys me more time to do yeah fun things it buys me freedom away from losing time at work and picking up more shifts and all that stuff yeah no absolutely um i definitely don't think money buys happiness um but money does buy freedom and that freedom can lead to happiness um, if you're, sure. you know, not struggling with your own inner demons that need to be fixed otherwise. But yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like the happiest people aren't sitting around wishing for more money. They're already mm-hmm. fulfilled. So it, again, like you said, like if they did land with like 500,000 extra dollars in their lap one day, they're gonna be like, oh, cool. Maybe I can buy something nice for my friends and family. <laughs> right, right. So I don't know how we got on this topic, but... Yeah, I really don't know how I ended up all the way over here. Oh, it spiraled from Love Island. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we ended up on Celebs Go Dating, and I was like, oh, my God, how would you like to Oh, yeah, money. Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay, okay. Now, now it's all connecting. I remember now. <laughs> I don't I – also, I also want to point out, I don't think I would do well dating a celebrity because I don't think my ego could handle it. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, how you would handle that, too. Olivia is very equal to me in that she has a large social standing. She has good friends. She's she's great, right? Mm-hmm. If she was more popular than me, I don't know I would do well with that. You're so funny. We're so different. <laughs> Hello, insecurity. <laughs> You're so funny. I like that thought would have never even crossed my mind. Like, it's so funny to me. Oh, bless your soul. My first thought was, no, I'm cooler. (laughs) Oh my God. Your fucking ego. I like, don't get me wrong. I have an ego, obviously, but like, I really feel like it is like a ant 
compared to most people's, like, <laughs> T-Rex. You know what I mean? Like, most people are walking around here freaking flashing their ego around, and I'm just like, yeah, I have one, but why do you want to see it? <laughs> oh, my God. So, like... It's not it's not bathing suit parts. Yeah, I have one, but why do you want to <laughs> see it? You're not keeping it in... You're not keeping your ego in a brawlet, okay? Well, it's just, like, I don't... I just... That concept to me doesn't... It just doesn't register. Like, the way my, my brain works, it just doesn't register. Like, I don't understand why people feel the need to flash their ego or, like, show off or that. Like, I know I am all of those things. I don't care if you know that. I don't have anything to uh, prove to you. It's not, it's not flashing it or showing it off. It's that we don't believe we are those things. So we have to do it so much so that somebody else believes we are those things and tells us we are those things for our external validation. Oh, that piece. Got it. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm hilarious. I'm so funny. I am the funniest person you could ever meet. And somebody's like, wow, they're really cocky that they're funny. And then they go, ha, that was funny. And I'm like, yes. Ah, mm. I had to say it so many times so that you would say it. And now that you've said it, I've attained what I want. We can stop talking about it ever again. Thank you. Okay. That's a little, that's interesting. That's a good tip <laughs> for dealing with you. Well, yeah, which is why like, Olivia, I was always like, hey, I'm a comedian. And she's like, no, you're not. You're literally not a comedian. Yeah, I'm a comedian. I make content. It's funny. <laughs> I'm a comedian. I said, and I make very pennies on the dollar for this content. I'm technically a paid comedian. I am a paid <laughs> comedian. And one day she finally goes, yeah, and Christine's, you know, a comedian. And I was like, oh, I've been validated. And now I don't say it ever again. Well, I say it every now and then. I'll be like, because I'm a comedian, right? And she'll be like, yes, Christine, you're a comedian. Oh, my but God. That's so funny. I got validated and then it was just poof. It was like this little ego, this little ego cloud just went boop, gone. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is why, like, jobs that I work in have a hard time, like, incentivizing me because I don't need that validation, especially at work. So, like, title change, couldn't care less giving me praise in front of the whole company. Are you kidding me? Please don't ever say my name in front of the whole company. What the hell are you talking about? I don't like attention. If we're ever in a situation that's like negotiating, the only thing you can really offer me are benefits or money because I literally don't care about anything else. Yeah. I mean, I don't care about anything else as far as like benefits goes, but if you want to give me an award for something, fuck yeah, bring it on. No. I'm here for it. And I will wing the whole speech and it'll be phenomenal. No, I don't like attention. I literally in grade school won a perfect attendance award and I was supposed to go up in front of the whole school and like say something and like get the award. And so I took a sick day immediately after I found out. <laughs> oh my God. For an attendance award? Yes. So they couldn't give it to me. They couldn't give it to me because I didn't make it throughout the whole year without missing a day. I would have never even been nominated for an attendance award. Never not once did I ever go to every single day of school in a school year in all 11 years I was in school. Yeah, I was. I had perfect attendance pretty much all the time How? every year. Um, school is a safe space. Oh, well, I get, I mean, I just, I, I would spend it anywhere else. I would cut class for everything. Yeah, no, I would have much rather been at school. School is where my friends were. School is where I had food and support. And so I never missed it really. I guess that makes sense. But yeah, I just, man, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't care to, what did you have for lunch usually, by the way? Um, 
I had Chicago public school lunch pretty much my whole life until high school, so big sheet of pizza that they rip the plastic off before they hand it to you. Yeah. Oh, and those peanut butter and jelly, like, cracker sandwiches. School lunches when I was in school were horrible. Fruit, what's that? Our school lunches, you had options. You had the fast lunch line, which is usually, like, a chicken patty sandwich with french fries. You had the pasta line, which was, like, macaroni and cheese or, like, a chicken alfredo. Or you had, like, the special lunch line, which is, like, the rotating menu that the lunch had. Most of us went to the snack bar and got, like, a chocolate chip cookie and a Gatorade. Right. Well, we didn't have those kinds of options until high school. Grade school was one line. It was oh, well, our, yeah. our cafeteria was in the basement. Yeah, same. And there were two options, I think. But most days it was pizza or pizza. So <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I was talking about high school only. Yeah. Grade school, middle school, you oh, only had the one option. Yeah. yeah, no, fuck that. I went off campus. So uh, Taco Bell most days, uh, sometimes hot dogs, which was a hot dog place in Chicago. That was amazing. If you're an old school Chicago person, you know what I'm talking about. But then when they closed down Taco Bell, I would go to Subway. Well, well I'm glad you got a little promotion to Subway there. We weren't allowed to leave campus for lunch. That's a bummer. <laughs> like, if you left school grounds, you were gone all day. You weren't allowed back. Yeah, we had off-campus lunch for anybody that was, like, a sophomore through senior. But I started going out when I was a freshman. It was too big of a school, and you can't really check everybody's IDs, so nobody really gave a shit. So, yeah, all four years, I would just go out for lunch. That's fascinating. <laughs> How many kids were in your graduating class for high school? Almost a like thousand. Th- like thousands. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, almost a thousand. My school, when my school when I graduated, had just a slightly over four thousand kids, and that was that's already like capacity. And I think it's almost forty five hundred now. But we had three hundred kids in my class. <laughs> so uh, less than a thousand students in the whole school. Oh. Or well, yeah, no, less than less than fifteen hundred in the whole school, I guess, because. 300 times four grades would be 1200. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that was not my experience. I went to a giant ass school. It was hard to keep track of us. So yes, I was always there, but I wasn't necessarily always in class, but I was always there. Your college, you went to a big college too, didn't you? Um, I guess big. I went to U, UIC, which is University of Illinois, Illinois Chicago. at Chicago. And like, it's pretty big, but it's a commuter school. So Everyone kind of comes to class and goes home. I went to a smaller private college in Iowa that had a total of like 3,000 students. My high school was bigger than your college. Yeah, right, right. My high school campus was probably bigger than your college. Genuinely, probably. My, I mean, you saw my college. It it spans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It spans like a neighborhood and a half and that's it. Like a block and a half. Yeah, yeah, I think I said my high school was bigger than this. I actually kind of vividly remember at that stoplight right in front of the sign there. I was like, look, that's where I go to school at. And you were like, you're joking. I was like, no, and you're like, my high school was bigger than that. And I was like, ah. <laughs> um, but you know, whatever. I'm a, I'm a spoiled city girl or whatever. That's all I know. <laughs> spoiled, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know about spoiled, but I'm definitely a... a I, I'm only an urban girl. I've only been raised within an urban setting. You take me out of it. I don't understand how the world works. I don't right, right. get it. Like, 
things don't make sense to me. I'm like, what do you mean you can't buy alcohol until four in the morning? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> That's like here, the alcohol has to be in like either only certain specific grocery stores or in liquor stores. And I'm like, what do you oh, mean you can't so just go to a gas station and buy alcohol? I know the alcohol laws across the country are so crazy. Nowhere so worse than in Utah, obviously, but like what but Chicago is I think the most lax. I don't know how New York is, but like in Chicago, especially if you know the right people or have a card to a key club, you can literally start drinking at like 11 a.m. on a Saturday and drink all the way through to Tuesday if you feel like it. Wait, what's a key club? Um, so a key club is like a private members only club that is open only after hours. So it opens after like the last call bar. So at 4 or 5 a.m. until the next bar opens. So about 11 a.m. the next day, 10, 11 a.m. the next day. Oh my God. Why? Because Chicago is full of alcoholics. What do you mean? Why? Um, because <laughs> it's winter there for like 10 months out of the year. And what else yeah. do you do besides drink? Um, so yeah, if you, I think there's key clubs all over the, the United States. I don't think it's only a Chicago thing, but a, a few of my friends had cards to a couple different ones. And so if we really felt like going on a bender and not stopping drinking until whenever we passed out, we could. I'm physically nauseous thinking about drinking alcohol for that long. Uh, I am too now. And I look back and I'm, I constantly say this, but I'm like, how am I alive? <laughs> oh man. Like, how am I alive? The amount of alcohol I have consumed in my life is scary. <laughs> On that note, we're in the episode. It's been 36 minutes. We're glad Maggie's alive. <laughs> We're glad we're glad that she didn't drink herself into a coma that resulted in death. Or got hit by traffic or worse. Like, oh God, I can keep going. We're glad <laughs> that we learned what a key club is because Christine had no idea. I yeah. It was um a of time in my life that I don't remember a whole lot of. So I imagine not. I imagine not. I'm gonna nap before jujitsu. Good. Great. Thanks for joining us, guys. <laughs> oh God. Oh, God.